Welcome to another episode of the Replenish Me Show, where I interview powerful women like our guest today and get strategies on how to nourish and energize and reframe our perspective with sweet talk. Today, I have empowerment coach Farah Bhatt, who's visiting us today from London. And um, I'm going to allow her to tell us her story and how she got into an empowerment coaching uh, career. So welcome to the show, Farah. Thank you, Cordelia. It's great to be here. Yeah, I, um, I guess we bumped into each other online. I, I was listening to one of your very riveting lives on your personal timeline, um, where you were talking about being a daughterless, um, a fatherless daughter. Oh, and yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was quite interesting, a quite interesting concept. And it's interesting. It, I found it most interesting because right now in this day and age, we've got parents that are always on their devices, right? Mm -hmm. But when we were growing up, that wasn't really the case. Although yeah. it didn't stop some parents from being vacant, but physically present. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Now we have the advent of um, social media. Um, prior to social media, we had, um, I think, the information highway, the internet has this called, and um, that often served as a distraction for some parents or just people generally. Um, it was a new way to absorb and gather information. And um, we all know that as soon as you know any one of us is distracted we're not really being physically present with those people around us um, and that can sometimes be our own family our children and even our exposed spouses or just friends yeah so social media itself can have um you know we, we all know and we're fully well aware how social media has great plus points but it can also have um it can also lead to exacerbate mental health challenges um, you know, in, in children it can lead to online bullying or cyber bullying um, and for adults it can lead us it can lead some adults i don't want to say all adults but it can lead adults into a multitude of other sort of potential pitfalls whether that's pornography whether that's um, online gambling whether that's um, you know uh, what else is it um <laughs> i mean i mean a whole a whole heap of um, you know other other pitfalls that can lead us away from what our main purpose is in life, and of course that's different for different folks. Yes, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your story and why you felt like your father was absent. Yeah, um, basically the reason why I felt that my father was absent is um, without going into too much detail. My dad, um, he's, he's, my dad passed away um, about eight years ago and uh, he never loved my mother. And I've touched on this in my, or in a Facebook live. So my dad never loved my mother because she wasn't a white-skinned um, Asian woman or a white-skinned European woman. And um, I want to be quite, I, should, I want to be quite careful how I would uh, because my dad has now passed away. But um, as a result of this, my dad didn't love my mum. It's as simple as that, black and white. Um, no sort of hidden meaning, it was just that. 
and he didn't find her attractive and he would often be verbally abusive towards her, he would hit her. Um, although he was very strict in making sure that all of us had um, good education and we all studied hard in university, but he believed in following you know, the old school way, which is um, may not even be the old school way, um, but let's call it the old school way you know, for want of a better word, and that is by you know ruling the family with an iron rod. So he would you know sometimes hit my brothers if he thought that they weren't performing academically once they also be according to history. But um, so my dad didn't love my mum, and as a result of that, we grew up in a broken family, a dysfunctional family because there was no mental emotional support. Um, infrastructure in place. So often I would take friends for advice um, and it made me look inwards a lot. It made me become very reflective and very self-aware because I recognised that my thought processes, my feelings weren't that of a normal teenager. Um, I'd often think about suicide. Um, I used to walk around with bicycles you know, in my bag. Um, I'd often wish that I was dead. I attempted suicide when I was, whatever, I was 17 at the time. And then I attempted you know, suicide again when I was 21. And that's because I was deeply unhappy. I lacked a lot of self-confidence. I had deep self-esteem issues, self-worth issues, you name it, I had it. Um, right. And I just, I was very depressed and I suffered from stress. You know, although I could speak to my friends, I couldn't tell them about what happened at home. And I didn't think the teachers about it either. So for me, I found it a very isolating, lonely experience. And because I didn't have any sisters, I found it difficult to reach out to them in my own family because I'm an only girl, I've got three brothers and my father. And my mother, my mum was quite detached from having any sort of real emotional conversations about how I was feeling and what was happening for me because she was going through her own challenges, she was going through her own roller coaster of emotions. And my way of dealing with um, challenges was a completely different way my mum handled challenges. My mum just shoved things under the carpet, didn't talk about not really not family, didn't want to address these issues, whereas I'm the type of person I want to bring everything out in the open, let's talk about it, let's find a solution, let's find a way forward, you know, let's look at the repercussions of staying in a marriage that isn't working. And I remember saying to my mum when I was in that kitchen job, and I was sitting at the feet of my mum, and I said, Mum, you will stand because a marriage is continue to affect your life, it affect your children's lives. But my mum wasn't ready. She wasn't able to take the step to divorce my dad. Although she was vocal enough, much later on in life, to say to my dad, I want to divorce you, I want to divorce you. And she could have taken responsibility and ownership to divorce my dad. She didn't have to wait for my dad to divorce her. But she didn't. And I'm sure my mum has her own reasons why. So, I believe it was being born in a broken family, the pain and anguish that I went through, 
that led me on my quest towards personal development. And I remember buying my, my first cassette, I think it was about relationships. And back in those days, we had cassettes and audio cassettes. And I remember listening to the getting notes to a friend from Winston to Robbins, and I was always interested in, you know, why why we behave the way we do. And that's so full of the mind. And um, that always fascinated me. But digressing sort of slightly, I believe that my brothers suffered a lot. And although this is probably deviating from the question you're asking, men and women have really? emotions very isn't it okay? Men and women handle emotion very differently. We all know that women are encouraged to talk about emotion. If not with their family, they've got, some, they've got some form of outlet. There's always a female that they can speak with, or maybe, you know, an male companion can speak But generally speaking, men are not encouraged to um, be emotional, encouraged to um, cry. Especially right. in those days, I mean, we both know that men were encouraged to bottle up, don't act the big, big girl's blouse, or you know, you would don't be um, a wuss, whatever the you know the different kinds of terminologies they used to use back then. Yeah, you, you know, and we all know that can have a detrimental effect to hindering a, a child's emotional intelligence, emotional management. Because that would only play out in depression. Yeah. And it's proven as well that girls, often who come from broken homes, also can sometimes become quite aggressive as well. They may not always necessarily just break down and have and have you know, and have a meltdown. Their version of a meltdown may actually be an aggressive spell. So that's what led me down to pursue. The road to personal development and on the back of that I always wanted to become a psychotherapist interesting enough and um, psychotherapy was something that I thought was something that was a field that I felt naturally inclined to but because I lacked so much self, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth and I was quite depressed I didn't tr- trust my own judgments, I didn't trust my own intuition, my own opinion and therefore, I ended up studying subjects at university that was not interesting um, and I disliked. And I asked my oldest brother's advice to get his opinion on what I should study um, at university. I went on and, you know, you know, had a career in public relations. And again, I didn't enjoy it in the slightest. And it wasn't a field that played towards my strengths, let alone did I find it even fun in any way, or even interesting. And again, I did that because I lacked this belief that I could actually pursue something that I loved. And also, my mind was so consumed with so many different things that I didn't take time out to think, okay, what, what, what's my roadmap? What's my blueprint, my plan of action to actually get me onto the path that is my purpose, my calling, where I feel that I'm going to add value and make a difference. You know, and as well as, you know, feel fulfilled. So for me, it's more about, we all know that success is an inside out. Right. So that's, 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 that's my journey. I'm chucking it out, chucking it all out, like, um, you know, putting all out there, in, 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 out there. 
that's that's generally my my road to why I became interested in psychology, why I became interested in coaching on the back of psychotherapy. I then started reading more about coaching and I dipped in and out of personal development, having traveled to Orlando to attend Anthony Robbins Date with Destiny. Of course, oh, wow. I went I went by myself to go to Anthony Robbins on the Power within um, um, in a pro seminar here in London. I went and did landmark education and you know I met interesting people in the way and who I believe helped trigger my path to where I am now. Um, and you know, sometimes we have late blooms. Yeah. There's a reason why we were all operating our own times and no no one is better than another. You know, whatever you're what you know, when I think I watched a video lately about the time zone and how your time zone may be different from my time zone, and my time zone may be different from somebody else's. And we're not in this race, we're just operating simply in our own time zone. But anyway, I, I shall you you bring up so many good points and it's like you know a lot of your journey is is a lot of stuff that we just don't talk about quite frankly right so you know you grew up in a broken home and you were struggling with your self confidence self esteem and you didn't have you know your mother to learn how to work out your emotions this is you know is a big problem and so, but the good thing is, right, is that you were able, that, that is what propelled you to, to look inward. You know, I, I think um, I've had several guests that have, you know, in their teenage years, they've had their bouts with suicide, suicidal tendencies and thoughts, you know, and sometimes actual execution, you know, and, you know, having to be rescued. So, um, but in all cases, I see where, you know, you have been a matters of self-respect and I sort of immersed myself in, I would say, a great set of friends who I trusted and who I know I could speak with if I was having a bad spell. And because they were so, how can I say this? Because they were, they were, they were so hungry for success and committed and driven and ambitious and, and not just ambitious, but they were disciplined and they were consistent in all the positives they took towards achieving their, their definition of success. It encouraged me to also do the same. Having said that, I never reached the same heights of professional success as they did because I knew I was always in the wrong field. And so something always held me back and that was me. I held myself. And I would say, number one, it's about creating a strong support network, and that's what I had in place. The other thing that I would say, it's <clears throat> very much about being with people. I think it's very much about having integrity. And what I mean by having integrity is being truthful and honest with oneself. And again, being around people who encourage that, um, being around people who make a stand for you, allow you to settle, be, and playing small. And... Integrity is where that we're all here very often, and so that's what helped me, I believe. Um, and also, I would say, I guess it's also about being consistent, hmm. consistently, never giving up, and actually being consistent with this road to success, whether it whether 
you know, I deviated along the way, whether I digressed along the way. Eventually, like you were saying, we were talking earlier about how you get pulled back to your um, to your default, your default, which is your true default, your true state, your true state of being, and where you're meant to be. So, I would say it's about having a great inner circle, you know, reviewing your inner circle, auditing your inner circle, making sure that when you're in that boat, no one is secretly putting holes in that boat to see you drown. Yes. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. You, you do not want someone drilling holes behind your back. <laughs> you know, you definitely. Absolutely, and you know, you know I mean, we talked about this definition of success because in the in the 21st century success is seen as um it's it's quite a loaded word and it's a word that often refers to well not always but sometimes refers to refers to sort of this culture culturally sort of um celebrity obsessed we live in this sort of celebrity culture and people aspire to be famous people aspire to be you know wealthy and you know to gain the notoriety and there's nothing wrong with wanting to see fame. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be wealthy or to be a billionaire, multi-millionaire. Nothing wrong with that. But these are all byproducts of success. I mean, I think it's all about gaining or acquiring personal heartfelt success. And what I mean by that is success. And you, you know, you talked about the fact that you're a holistic coach, and that's about, about personal heartfelt success linked with your body, mind, spirit, soul, heart, and your finances. You know, all in one is one holistic package, and then if you achieve monetary success, fantastic. Yeah. If you achieve fame, if that's what you're calling in, if, if the calling is, and if that's what you want, then great. But then I would ask, well, why do you want to be famous? You know, what is the need to be famous? Well, what's the need behind wanting to be wealthy? And is it because you want to, um, you know, add value to somebody else's life? Is it because you want to? Or is it because you just want to be put on a pedestal? Yeah. I, I guess, and, and that's again, this is not me coming from a place of judgment. I, I guess it's for each and every single one of us to question why do we want to achieve um, the level of success that we want in specific areas of our lives. I like your take on integrity, and these are the questions that we need to ask ourselves when we're trying to decide what is our truth, right? Why? You know, just keep drilling down with the why. That's so true. And sorry. No, and then the last point about consistency. Yeah, that we I think we give up too easily these days because, you know, in the 21st century, everything needs to come like yesterday, right? We're the right now society. So, you know, we try something for three minutes, we're like, oh, I'm not famous yet. <laughs> Absolutely. I think nowadays we live in a society where short-term gratification is celebrated rather than long-term gratification. We live in a microwave society where you ping and that's it. We expect the money, um, we expect the sort of great emotional health, um, we expect this great body, we expect this weight loss, you know, whatever it is, you know, we expect it here now. I want it now, now, now. And we and, and in the 21st century, it's very much about me, myself, and I, rather than we, rather than you know, what you're just going to make in the life of somebody else without um, expecting anything in return. And I think one of the key things I would then actually add to your original question is intention. What's our intention behind anything that we do? 
and it's about having a powerful pure intention and reviewing our intention each time. We're reviewing our intention behind the goal. So goal planning is absolutely essential. Goal planning, you know, and we talked about this earlier, didn't we, about having, you know, having a strategy in place as well as having the right strategy in place, having an action plan that supports the strategy, reviewing that strategy, um, perhaps periodically, whatever periodically means to you, it's three, three months, every six months, making sure that you're, you're, you're on target. Um, and I would say also having a coach. Now, I'm going to say this, and we did talk about starts on how I don't believe anyone needs to have a coach. I'm contrary to popular belief out there, maybe, who knows? <laughs> But I don't think one needs to have a coach. Um, I believe it's all really important to find out why. You know, you know, where are you struggling to achieve results in your life right now? Have you done absolutely everything to get powerful results in your life? If not, why not? You know, what support system do you have around you that you can call upon? Because we all know that we have the resources within ourselves. And if we need that additional support, perhaps we have that you know, wonderful array of resources out there already around us. And then, if not, it may well be that we decide, actually, I need X, Y, Z support in my business or in my charity or in, or in my health. So who can I call upon to actually help me in that specific area of my business, my charity, my health? to help me to get, you know, to, to help me to achieve peak performance, to get optimum results. And so, yes, I would say in some cases, having a coach or having a business mentor, if you're looking to um, set up or if you're looking to um, take your business to the next level, is perhaps also a great, great um, luxury, I would say. Luxury. Because it's... Yeah, it's absolutely a luxury. Um, and we do know that some of the most you know, successful, influential um, leaders in this world um, have coaches and have business coaches. So that's another thing that I would like to add. I like that point, you know, that we don't, we, that's the thing because people always feel, especially women, we feel like we need to find something outside of ourselves, right? We need to find a, uh, someone to rescue us right yes. but don't really you know a lot of the people that i've worked with you know as a coach they have everything inside of them and i find myself repeating this line you have that inner knowing let's just rely on it so um with that you're also an author and you have um something coming up for people locally there in london right so why don't you tell us about that yeah, I mean, I've got this book out and it's called Build Confidence with Ease. And um, as part of being an empowerment coach, um, I also work um, with the National Health Service here in England. And um, I'm also very passionate about mental health. But going back to this ebook, it's a free downloadable ebook and it's my gift to anyone out there who is struggling with self esteem, self worth, or a lack of self confidence, or even somebody who may be struggling with managing their mental health, but have somebody out there who may be experiencing mild to moderate depression um, and who benefit from reading this book called Build Confidence with Ease because actually studies, and I believe it's King's College London University studies, show that often people who are suffering from mild to moderate depression often also have, um, often suffer from low self-esteem and um, a lack of self-confidence. So this book, I believe, is a great guide. It's very, um, 
it's a very hands-on book yeah. so you get to do lots of exercises and um, do lots of inwards exploration and um, you know my contact details are always there if anyone has a burning question they want to ask and um, you know, I'm always happy to take in queries so yes it's, it's a book called Build Confidence with Ease and um, you know, I think you've outlined some of the points in the book. Yeah, so, I, I found it very easy to go through the exercises. I mean, the exercises really make you think. So it's, it's you know, she's being very humble, I think, with it, with the description. You got to download her ebook, though. It's, um, it has some great exercises in there for you to introspect and really pull yourself out. And then when you're done, definitely reach out to Farah because she's very approachable and definitely she'll help you and you know what whatever you need guidance and you want to go to her so you have an yeah that's absolutely the truth i like there was no reason to respond to my message you know and so um yeah she's definitely very approachable and um but get her ebook and, and get started on those exercises right away yeah and in addition to that i actually have a seven day confidence um, accelerated program and now I launched it I believe a couple of months ago but it's still the materials are still there for anyone to access all you have to do is jump on my um, Facebook profile page for our butt and it's far with one arm and it's butt with two teams so, <laughs> so um, jump on my profile page and and then you'll be able to discover where the or find where the um, seven day free confidence accelerated program is. And if you can't find it, message me and I will send you the, the link to that um, seven day accelerated program. And that's aimed to get you from zero to hero in seven days. I mean, who doesn't want that? You know, I wish I had that back when I was growing up. <laughs> and if that's not enough, I've also got my upcoming. Um, confidence building workshop that's happening on Saturday the 7th of April in East London in Leighton in East London so that's going to be from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. and you know we're going to have um, obviously me we're going to have a fantastic keynote speaker and she's a she's a head of talent management for Fox Network Group um, so Rima Sood, Dr. Rima Sood um, she's going to be there giving a special keynote presentation to any one of you um, so beautiful souls you can decide to come on board on Saturday the 7th of April and we're going to have an assistant psychologist Yasmin um, Nari who will be there and she's phenomenal she's going to be there also talking about um, and mental health and about confidence building and um, I'm waiting to find out whether we're also going to get a second special guest speaker who will be talking about his journey and how he is living with um, overcoming cancer and has um, sort of Having faced, you know, his challenge and challenges, he's still managed able managed to be able to um, you know, develop and uh, rebuild his self confidence. And you know, there's nothing more, I believe, nothing more um, impactful than having somebody who speaks from the heart, who's lived it, breathed it, and gone through real adversity to show how, you know, at the you know there is light at the end of the tunnel, and you know how he's managing to rebuild his self-confidence so just waiting to find out whether he's going to be there but um yes please do come along first 20 people who sign up only have to pay 10 pounds so it is like i said in the poster itself it's called speak up 
but it's a speak up worship all about confidence building and in addition to that it's a strap line that i've put in the poster and that i'm going to say here on um, your fantastic show um, cordelia is that you get to build confidence without breaking the bank <laughs> yes without breaking the bank i mean 10 quid we can often spend 10 quid on a, on lunch you know and you know it's a no-brainer I mean, so if you're somebody who's been stalling with self-confidence or been dabbling in it here and there, and or you've been to workshops, you've had coaching, or perhaps you haven't had any of that, and you just need to be around a fantastic team of people who are going to support you in your journey, and who aren't going to give up on you, who are going to be relentless to help you to master true self-confidence, please do come to the workshop. You will be taken care of, and we will not let you go until <laughs> the results you want. I mean... Yeah, <laughs> would want that. <laughs> you gotta be there. You know, I um, a lot of my listeners and a lot of my followers are in the UK, so you know you're in good company. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have actually not very many Americans listening to me, <laughs> so <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> they're coming, right? So, but um, I I um, I wish I could be there. I do, but I'm I'm actually on my way to side of my country um so but next time i will definitely try and come so but for those of you who are in london or nearby please make it to her event on april 7th and yeah I, definitely go ahead no you go no i was just gonna say i know that i'm i'm just like grabbing you very quickly and the time changed for you today so um it's i'm gonna carry on now I know. I want to keep talking to you because I could just like, you know, listen to you all day. You're, you know, you're so brilliant and gifted. Absolutely. Yes. So, so are you. You're yourself, honestly, Cordelia. But you know what I wanted to actually just um, throw in is um, about, you know, we touched on sort of how, you know, you asked what are the three things that I, or the three key strategies. I would also say it's about discipline, mastering discipline. And when the chips are down, it's about saying, well, no, you know, no matter what, you know, bouncing back, emotional resilience, um, you know, developing emotional resilience, mastering emotional resilience so that we are able to bounce back very quickly and maintain that level of discipline to achieve that level of consistency. Um, so we all know that we can't rely on motivation alone to take action. We all know that in the personal development and the personal development field it's about not waiting for motivation and as mel robin talks about five second rule you know make sure that we you know get out of bed um you know, go out and exercise and go for that run that you've always wanted to do maybe not but you know what i mean go out for that run that you've been delaying you know hit in the gym um and um getting you know a project started that you've been procrastinating on or starting on the most um um challenging um you know items on your to-do list before yeah. you attack the easier items um so you know so i would say discipline um, in addition to consistency and the fact that you know also the ability to actually understand you know where are our what are we currently struggling with i mean I know what I what I struggle with and how I and you know how I try to reframe my you know, questions that I have or that I that I that I ask myself 
so that I can overcome my challenges. And I'd like to ask you, Cordelia, if that's okay. Sure. How, what are your, how do you overcome any sort of, let's say you have a challenge that stops you in your tracks and then you think, okay, I'm having a bad spell and I think I need to just stop working on this project. How do you overcome that thought, that, that pattern interrupt to actually um, get back on the task at hand? That's a really great question. So like for one thing, I allow the emotion to take its course, right? And then when it stops, right? I question it. Was that thought true? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And usually the answer is like, it's not true, right? Like if um, I actually went through something like this, was it a week or two ago? Uh, I have meltdowns here and there. <laughs> and I love your honesty. We all do. I love your honesty. Every single person does. Yeah. And I, and you know, I was just in this whole, I can't help anybody because look at me, I'm struggling with this myself. And then I said, well, you know, that's not true. Mm. For this moment, I feel overwhelmed because I chose not to sleep last night. Mm. I, I chose to have breakfast late this morning. I chose not to do my exercise. And I know that when I make those choices, mm. that it makes me feel out of control and disconnected from my purpose. Mm. Right? So it's like a, a complete introspection reset kind of questioning that mm. I'll do. And then I'll say, okay, well, here we are. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, how am I going to correct my day and, you know, make my body and mind reconnect and get back on track? And yeah. you know, so whatever it is for that day, for that day, all I had to do was do a workout and then go and have a nice vegan meal. You know, my, my midday pull myself back together after workout kind of food would be like sweet potatoes <laughs> with uh, black beans and quinoa and then some cilantro because it's like really action packed and it actually energizes me. It like turns my brain right back on. And then I was like, okay, have some water and get back into it. And that was it, you know? So that's fantastic. So you 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 already you already know then um your formula for you know getting back on track. And we can all get um taken off track. But you might, you've got your formula in place. You know exactly, okay, so when I'm feeling this way, I know what I've got to do. Or it's, it's like your medicine, isn't it, really? You've got your made Cordelia medicine that you, um, you just need to take um, um, a spoonful of to actually get you back um, fo focused and on, and on track to get the results that, you're, that, you, know, that you know you'll get. Um, so... Absolutely. So that's really the place where we need to get ourselves to all of us, you know, like listening um, and watching is, you know, you know, when, when me and you are talking about people have this inner knowing, mm. there is something that turns your brain back on, you know, there's something that flips that switch for you. Yeah. And you mm. just need to really tap into that. And if you're not journaling, 
make it a habit, like just five minutes, you know, even if it's once a week, just, you know, capture what it is that lights you up and turns you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, it's a, I totally agree with you. It, it is about having 10 minutes, taking 10 minutes of your day to reflect, just to, just to spend time reflecting. Um, because, you know, reflecting on, you know, your wins it doesn't have to be a massive win. It could be a mini win. And we all know that it's the multitude of, you know, daily mini wins that leads to the big wins. Yes. Um, but, but it's actually taking time out and reflecting. And I totally agree with you. And I think that's so, 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 so fundamental. Some people may choose to meditate um, throughout the day. And that's their version of, you know, ref, you know I guess that it might, may well be their, you know, in a version of um, how to reflect to get, to get um, the energy levels back on, um, you know, um, super, super powerful, you know, strength levels. Um, you know, other people might actually pray as well. You know, I, I think there's no, I, I realize there's actually no one, um, there's no one size fits for all. For somebody, it may well be actually because I, I think I did a Facebook live on this once about you know um, you know keeping a daily reflection on, and it was only times I was thinking to myself actually because somebody it may well be connecting with their creator, you know, having a conversation with God. Um, somebody else, it may well be just meditating, um, and for some somebody else, it may well be actually journaling and. For somebody else, they may well be doing all four or choosing two of those things. And it's, there's no right or wrong. It's whatever works for the individual. Um, and I think, I think in t in, as well as, you know, you, know, you know, reflection, I think it's also about having an accountability group as well. Somebody who can be, you know, we talk about, you know, honesty, having sincere relationships, making sure that you have a great inner circle in place. And um, people that you can be vulnerable with you can be honest and raw with knowing that you feel safe and knowing that they also can be that way with you and there's no judgment no judgment at all and you've got one another's backs i call it unbridled vulnerability I love oh i like that, that. yeah it's that's like fantastic. that's my I like that. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that's what I have, like, in my Facebook group. That's probably the only place that you'll ever catch me, like, crying and having a, a proper meltdown, you know. But yeah. even with that, they, they always, they're like, I love it when you do this. And then I also love how you pull yourself together and you're just calm again, you know. And I'm just like, you know, we're human and that's what happens. And it does really depend on the day. You bring up some other good points because sometimes it's not, you know, three o'clock in the morning. It's three at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's three o'clock in the morning. Now, three o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to pull myself back together with a workout and food. That time, probably mm -hmm. I'm going to meditate or pray. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it depends on the day. It depends on the mm -hmm. time of day. But yeah, definitely capturing and knowing like when you need whatever it is that you need to get yourself yeah, yeah. and i think that's why having um, you know keeping like you said keeping a, a you know um <clears throat> a reflection log really helps it really really helps and, and i think it goes back to becoming more mindful practicing mindfulness um as part of your daily um either your daily morning ritual it could be a ritual throughout the day or it could be something that you do at night to more you may decide actually you know what i'm going to bring this on and do this morning and night and yeah. <laughs> all you hardcore people out there. <laughs> but, um, 
<laughs> but you know, in addition to that, I, I, I was just thinking um, that um, you know, what I realised as well that just to get started, and this applies to any single one of us, we don't need this sort of big psychological story or build up before we decide, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready to get started on my project. No, it's just about, you know, taking the first step. I was nervous before I came on my Facebook Live, no, it's not my Facebook Live, sorry. I was nervous before I came on your fantastic show, and I even told you I was a bit nervous, didn't I? And I was nervous. And I spoke to a friend, my friend said to me, but why are you nervous? You know, you're an empowerment coach. And I said, do you not think that coaches are human as well? Do you not think that an empowerment coach doesn't experience real emotions as well as anyone else? These are titles. It's just a case of working through that. You experience the emotions, but you ride through it and you go through it head on and feed and obviously with your feet. <laughs> you know, you know, along, you know, taking you there. But you know, and you know, you asked in the question, I think one of the questions you asked um, when you email me um, is what are the challenges that face businesswomen? Yes. I think you asked that, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about, and I think, what are the challenges that I believe? Because I think there are different challenges that face women, depending on, and I'm going to be completely um, blunt here. I think there are different challenges facing um, um women across different communities yeah. across the globe so if you are I, i'm going to say this I, i'd rather be you know be honest i think you know it was, it, was, it was international women's day recently and i shared a post and i said in the post that you know um you know we can only truly celebrate you know international women's day when we have true equality amongst women of all nationalities faith race doesn't matter regardless of how you dress whether you wear western clothes or whether you wear um eastern clothes or whether you wear um whether you're you know a catholic who wears a nun whether you're a muslim woman who wears a hijab which is a headscarf whether you're bearded or non or you don't have a beard you're clean shaven that's when actually that applies to men not women but that's okay but you know what i mean <laughs> i'm sure all women experience facial hair as well <laughs> some do some do yeah absolutely 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 and some do so um sorry guys for anyone who is experiencing facial hair um you know um challenges i did not mean to be uh, make any um, um um degraded comments there but um so i've got to get back, myself back on track now because i realized i made a bit of a boo-boo there and i've come back <laughs> that's okay you know, just on that note like a lot of women that have thyroid conditions or sometimes going through menopause they will yeah. have facial hair and there's really nothing to feel any way about it is just something that happens it's it's yeah. a natural bodily function actually in this case absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely so i i think it is about um you know i think that is a challenge so you know some women may say well they experience you know gender discrimination in business or gender discrimination um even in the corporate sector so it may well be, and I'm sure that is an issue for some women, depending on whether they managed to break the glass ceiling or whether they're still struggling to break the glass ceiling. And I, and I know that if you're an ethnic minority, then you will face um, greater challenges as well as facing sometimes gender discrimination. And on top of that, if you're an ethnic minority who happens to be a Muslim woman who wears a headscarf, um, then you face Trivial discrimination, potentially. I emphasize on the word potentially because I'm not 
making a sweeping blanket statement here, but I'm talking about real challenges that can affect, um, you know, a female in the in in the entrepreneurial um, world, um, as well as in the corporate world as well. And also, I think, I think sometimes women fear coming off too aggressive when they're assertive in in you know in business. Um, but I think there's also a fine line for a woman to play. I think it's safe for a woman to celebrate her femininity in the business world and without having to become masculine in the process. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. You're right, because it's, I feel like sometimes women apologize for their femininity. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, they want to, they overdo it with the masculine masculinity at the same time you know what i mean there's no need to do any of that you can just and i I think i talked about some of these things um i don't think i covered it this year in a periscope but i did on a facebook uh, post I, i was talking about some of the challenges like once um i became muslim you know like i left work on friday right dressing like everyone else came back on monday a buy a new job and people were like what just happened you know and even over the years you know when i decided to do periscope you know i would be in shareathons right with other speakers you know we all got 10 minute slots and you know we go from like a nice blonde woman to me right and then i would get a different reaction, a different response from the same audience, you know, sometimes positive, sometimes negative. Yeah. And either way, I was me. You know, I didn't change the way I, um, what I had to say, how I had to say it, but I did invite them to, um, you know, to just focus on the message, right? Which yeah. is, which applies to any woman. So like if you're, yeah. In the corporate setting, you know, I, you know, I was a corporate accountant, so I wasn't there to talk to you about the way I'm dressed, but we are having a meeting about month in, so let's close the books, right? Just stay on. So, um, yeah, and sometimes I was called cheeky. You know, they use that in America too, but it's a whole different meaning. So here... It, it's a derogatory term specific to African-Americans, right? Um, and it just means you're out of line. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I would just use the word back and say, well, you know, let's all be cheeky then and just get the work done because, you know, the books aren't going to close themselves, you know? So it's um, just redirecting right? Just like you would do with a child, because the people that misbehave with women or misbehave with, you know, you because of whatever, you know, uh, subset they're putting you in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They're, they're speaking out of fear. You know, they're human beings too. They're speaking out of fear. They're speaking out of pain. They're speaking out of misunderstanding. And Mm -hmm. you just need to give them 30 seconds, maybe not even 30 seconds to reset themselves, you know? Mm. Um, let's focus. We're, we all have a common goal and that's Absolutely. it. And that's it. And it's not about, you see, I'm saying it so easy, right? It's, that's mm. my way. You don't, I'm not being assertive, right? Yeah. I'm not being rude. Yeah. I'm, 
just speaking the truth. Yes. And, that, and that's what um, I think with, with the opportunity that we're afforded this year with the Me Too movement that's going on. Oh, yes, yes. You know, like all women really need to just support each other by staying on track and staying focused with the common goal, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, because there are women that, you know, there are, there are, I would say, separate Me Too movements going on, if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. right? Because we ourselves sometimes can't unify as women. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's really not about her pain or her experiences is worse than mine or more important than mine. It's mm. more about we're all women and we're mm. all being marginalized, you know, and some are being marginalized more yeah. than others, but it doesn't matter. The focus is to get women not to be marginalized. That's really the big picture, right? Mm. That's mm. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, this interview has taken a turn. <laughs> It has, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. International Women's Day not so long ago. And, um, it, you know, it just reminded me of the question that you asked when you said, um, when you asked the question, you know, what are the face, oh, sorry, what are the challenges that face, um, you know, women in business or, um, you know, what, what are the challenges that I believe I may face or am facing in, in business? And it just make, make, it got me quite a question. It got me to question and think and actually reflect on, you know, the posts I shared on international women's. And I totally agree with you. In fact, I was listening to a TED talk um, delivered by a hugely successful um, Arab female entrepreneur. And she said that um, here in the West, she believes from what she's seen that women don't unify. They do not help one another. Um, it's, it's, it's very much a dog eat, dog eat, dog eat, dog eat, dog eat, dog world. Dog eat, dog eat. Dog eat, dog world. And here we say crabs in a barrel. Yeah. That's where yeah, I... And she said she yeah absolutely and she said she believes from her perspective from what she's seen that um, you know women are all out for themselves generally um, in the West um, or in the Western Hemisphere but she said that in the Arab world where she's from she said it's very different because women face a lot of challenges for whatever reasons you know I'm not going to go into that but um and as a result of that the women in um, Saudi actually unite and support one another they're not trying to get a leg up over one another um you know they actually support one another because they all want one another to succeed in business um rather than actually compete with one another which is what can happen here um on this side of the pond yeah and you know this is um you're bringing up an interesting point because a lot like in my community i try to in my community meaning my my facebook group um i try to encourage sisterhood and as i experienced it when i went to the east right so i visited my mother-in-law in bangladesh and the way those women work together it's just like that's really sisterhood you know and they don't even think about it it's just like breathing to them yes they, yes never even dream of doing some of the stuff you see around here you know? absolutely 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 and I, I don't know what actually i don't know what, how how it's arisen or what the root 
cause behind it, whether it's, a whether it's, it's being created deliberately, I mean, I, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. But it's such a shame. But um, when there's a challenge like this, we know that, you know, we have got um, something to work towards, like you were saying, that, um, you know, is about uniting and rather than looking at our differences, celebrating diversity, um, you know, and celebrating the fact that, yes, you know, we have our quirks, we may have our differences, we may think differently, but ultimately we are, you know, we are women in business. And it's about actually supporting one another to become very successful in business. And if there's collaboration, you know, collaborative opportunities, you know, snapping them up. Um, if you know there's a really great opportunity that's happening over there, why not tell, you know, you know, you know another female entrepreneur, by the way, guys, there's a really great opportunity. And I know that you'll really benefit from it. Why not come along as well? Rather than keeping it so, keeping it secretly to yourself and thinking, no, I'm going to hold this all to myself. <laughs> no such thing in the world because like I always say, I think this comes up in almost all my conversations. There's like 7 billion people wow. in the world. Like, there's that's too much for me i'm sorry i'm not that greedy i just <laughs> <laughs> please come and help a sister out have some <laughs> you know absolutely absolutely i totally agree and it's, it's such a shame that when, when you see you know the opposite but then I, I guess you know we've all got work to do on ourselves and we'll always be work in progress until we take our last breath um i know i certainly have loads of things still to work through and i always will have um but um I, I think it, it just reminds us of something else actually that I think another thing that I'm not saying all women that some women may um, experience in as, as a challenge in business is the fear of success sometimes or, or fear of failure rather actually more than success fear of failure um, you know and I think when a woman is working in a male dominant in a male dominating um, industry whether that's in business or whether that's in the corporate world as a salaried employee then I think it is quite challenging and I think that's the reason why women sometimes true um, perhaps um, play down their femininity and they behave more like man, men because they believe that in order to become as successful as men and to be appreciated and respected by men at their you know they need to play at their playing field and they need to behave like them in order to actually smash through that glass ceiling. Um, but I guess, you know, we had the suffragettes movement, didn't we? But, um, you know, you and I know both as Muslims that, um, you know, women get granted voting rights long, 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 long before the suffragettes movement. Um, contrary to the information that's um, played out in the media about um, the role of, you know, women in Islam. Um, but that's not me negating the suffragettes movement anyway. That's just me, you know, you know, sharing something that's really, you know, valid. So, sorry, I'm digressing anyway. I think I'm going off on a completely different tangent, Kudu. That's okay, but since you've digressed, I'm going to also offer this. So, you know, another thing that people don't realize about the Muslim world, that one of the first universities founded was in the ninth century by a woman in Morocco, right? Yes. She was an heiress, and um, she used her money to promote education. Yeah. And I believe it's in Fez, right? Her name was Fatima. Al-Hiri, I think. And um, yeah, so she founded the first university. So like the idea of education and most of the scholars in Islam were women also, right? 
you know, yeah. people may berate the Prophet Wasallam, but he had 12 wives and quite frankly, they were the first scholars. So yes. you know, that's the other side of that, right? They were the closest to him. So they were the ones who could disseminate all the education and knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, wow, this was really an honor to have you here. And it was- uh, I'm really honored to be here with you. I'm grateful that you, um, you know, you, um, you know, um, have me on your show. Yeah. Can I touch, can I, am I okay to share something else? Because I wanted to share. Absolutely. It's, okay. yeah, you know, this is, this is me showcasing you. Tell us all about it. <laughs> That's that. Okay, you're going to that. <laughs> okay, within limitations, like, we're only going to do 60 minutes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really joking, I'm joking. I'm just going to say that I'm also a certified neurolinguistic key certified neurolinguistic program practitioner and um, what I mean by that is in a nutshell it's just that you know an NLP practitioner helps um, clients to organize their way of thinking feeling language um, so it's, it's basically the language of the mind and um, it, it, the whole purpose behind it is to help you to um, you know achieve outstanding results in your life um, so that's what an NLP, um, you know, practitioner does. So I just wanted to mention that and, um, you know, the fact that, um, if anyone would like to get in touch with me, you know, you know, check out my website, um, And, um, you know, it'd, you know, it'd be really good for you just to sort of find out a bit about me and, um, and, Forget about me. Also, I'd love to find out a bit, of, you know, a lot more about about you as well. So that's what I wanted to say. And I do have a seven-week one-to-one um, confidence coaching package. I'm not sure whether I mentioned that before. I don't think I did. So, guys, if you want to jump on the seven-week confidence coaching package, which means you get to work with me one-on-one, reach out, message me, or if you have any questions, we can have a chat, um, and we can take it from there. No strings attached. It's just um, a conversation. Um, but more importantly, I'm going to drum home, drum home the seventh of April. Um, I think I know. <laughs> I'm going to lose my breath a bit. Seventh of April um, in London, coming to you, East London, seventh of April. So, if you know anyone who may benefit from it, please do actually tell them. Now's the time. Stop procrastinating just come along to the workshop. And it's aimed at anyone and everyone who is struggling with, you know, issues of self-esteem, self-confidence, um, whether they're, you know, they're desperately wanting to ask their line manager for a pay rise or promotion, that's that they believe they're worthy of. And we all know that, I'm sure you are definitely worthy of it, but you're holding back because you just, just don't feel you're good enough. You're afraid that your boss is going to say no. And why should they say no? Bring that to me, thank you. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Farah is here to get you a raise, okay? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm going to get you a pay rise and a promotion all in one. And um, or if you're struggling to speak up in, you know, in meetings, it could be a boardroom meeting, it could be, you know, a meeting just in a group. Um, just in a, you're, you're in a group and you're just struggling to speak up or struggling to be heard. Um, you know, please do, you know, give me a shout and let's help you to communicate with impact really let's help you communicate with impact or you may well be somebody who's gone through a divorce or um you know you suffer from depression and um you need that support system around you so you know please please do reach out 
and um, it's only one day of your life, 7th of April. I know what I would do. The whole day, it's only five hours, so. Yeah, it's only five hours. Yeah, so if I'm telling you, if I, if I lived in London, I definitely would make it there. You'd be speaking there. <laughs> yeah, I would totally be there, so. But yeah, I would have Kodiri speaking there. <laughs> Oh, you would have me speaking there. Oh, that would be great. Of course, of course, hundred <laughs> percent. I would love to do that. That would be such a great honor. So, maybe we could organize an online. Um, oh yeah, we should do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I'd love to. I'd love to. I think that'd be great. So, I want to again reiterate, please. You know if for no other reason than to just meet Farah in person and squeeze her. <laughs> I'm a big person about, well, if you're a, a woman, that is, you know, I, I like to meet my people in person and I say, oh, I want to squeeze you. So um, yes, if for no other reason than that, just go to um, meet her on April 7th and, you know, bring a friend along and see what you can learn new. So yeah absolutely and just um, you know in a nutshell if you want bulletproof confidence and if you just want to get more if you if you're somebody who is looking to take more action in your life um do reach out to me and um again my website is www.farabutcoaching.com and um as soon as you get onto my website you'll be able to download the free ebook build confidence with ease um and um i also have a farabut business page um, it'd be wonderful if you could like it. It'd be wonderful if you could share it with all your friends, family, contacts, basically anyone. Um, <laughs> and get them to like it. Bribe them. Actually, no, I'm only joking. You don't have to bribe them, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and you don't have to bribe them. You don't do bribe them. There's so much great information. I'm going to make sure that all of the links are with the um, audio and with the video for this. So, um, so everyone will make sure that they can get in touch with you and um, and like your page. Are you on Twitter also? Yes, well, I, I am. Okay, I'll get on your social media. Ah, oh, I forgot to mention. You know, I am um, actually looking to. Although, um, you know, I'm working with you know corporates and you know entrepreneurs, and you know, I'm also looking to run in the future. Um, you know, workshops for youth, so youth-focused um, or youth-centric um, workshops. You know, so that's something that I'm looking at. Looking at. Um, so I'm not going to talk about what they are because it's best to actually probably just just do it. As they say, talk less and take more action. Um, <laughs> I should read that quote recently. Yeah, is that make it happen? I read that quote recently where um, somebody wrote. Um, right they said um don't tell people what you're going to do show people and i thought wow that's so powerful yeah, i like that me too i really like that, I like that. okay yeah. don't tell people what you're gonna do show them okay yes yes i like that yeah because then and then you can sh and then of course we know that we you know we all use social media as a um business channel don't we to um right you know it's, it's sort of pr isn't it um to to you know get our message out there so yeah i mean i think it's really great and the other thing i think i really realize i've learned in in the business world or specifically to do with coaching and speaking um because, oh yes guys if you have any speaking opportunities please reach out to me i would love to speak at your event 
about mental health, about empowerment, about confidence, um, do reach out to me because I'd love to speak at your event. Um, so um, I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Um, wait, what were you starting on? Oh, Workshops? Workshop. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Online, offline marketing. That's it. I think that's what I realize now. I think it's about time, managing time effectively, because especially when you're juggling two roles, let's say, for example, you're a full-time mom and you have, you're on a full-time business or you're, you know, or you're, um, you have a full-time job and you're trying to, you know, um, build or manage your business, then we all know that your hands are in so many different pies and it's about managing your time as an effective resource i would say that is something that i realize is a biggie um time management um you know making sure that we focus to get the task at hand within the time allocated because knowing full too well that tomorrow you may be busy with the kids or tomorrow you may be um you know delivering you know on projects um for your boss at work um before you're able to make the transition to um you know running your business full time and there's no shame in that and i think that's nothing i want to add there is no shame in actually holding down a full-time job while you're setting up your business or while you're accelerating your business there's no harm in shame in that i mean i remember somebody in your university richard um i remember he was um, very senior um in finance at merrill lynch and he would often take on you know contract roles in at merrill lynch and other finance organizations as he set up his business Hmm. And, um, you know, it took him a long time before he was able to actually to kit before he was able to kiss goodbye to, um, you know, freelancing and actually properly setting up his business full time. And now he set up his second business. I think it's called Go Appy. Um, so um, which he set up with his wife. So I think that's another biggie for for a lot of us, actually, time management. Um, that's a good point, because, you know. A lot of people, and I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, you know, we, we kind of think we're going to start a business and it's going to just grow and flourish just like that. But it's like five to 10 years. That's the grind. You know, that's the real deal. And you're, you're going to have to eat in the meantime. So definitely get a job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And we also know that there's a lot of skills that we need to learn. Um, you know, we have, you know, you know, learning how to, you know, flourish your business online, creating, for example, creating webinars, creating lead funnels um, or lead magnets or funnels or lead magnets. I mean, these are all new skills um, and talents that need to be honed um, and mastered. And then it's the case of um, not forgetting the world of offline, making sure that you're going back to good old fashioned ways of networking face to face. I and mean, you can't be face to face communication. Yes. You know, all heard of companies who talk about you know selling from stage why because we'll know that sometimes it's a lot easier to um have a direct impact or influence with someone when they've actually met you in person rather than just having a conversation online um exactly. that's why i always talk about squeezing my people i'm like come to you know i, I have local events i'm now traveling around i might be in london in june for a speaking event you know so you know yeah so meeting people face to face i i really see the difference i've always had online um at least two offline and like of course weekly online events most months in my business really? and 
there it's there's nothing like meeting the people you want to serve face to face yes i mean it feels so good it keeps you invested too you cannot just sit behind your computer all the time because you get disconnected from your cause from your purpose and even from your ideal yes. right your client avatar it becomes a, a client avatar just like you know on a video game or something as opposed to you know i met sarah today and this is why i'm in business because i want to serve sarah you know yeah yes and I, we also know i let you got to see the tears come down her eyes and you know hold her and those kind of things i'm a very compassionate person so i'm always talking about squeezing people but go ahead <laughs> well, i can tell you yeah you're very maternal you have that beautiful loving um how can i speak you say yeah you're very maternal you're very feminine very feminine I, you're really 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 you tap you know really really naturally just you are who you are um and you embrace your femininity yeah. which i think is beautiful thank you <laughs> you're quite gentle as well which i think is really refreshing yeah yeah but i i think i'm still firm my 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 10 year old son he always keeps me on track i'm digressing but he was saying on the way home from the grocery store he says Oh, mom, you've done such a great job. And I said, really? At what? He says, at being my mom. He's like, look at us. You know, you, um, uh, what we were listening to, something about, um, I listen to audios in the car all the time. So it was saying, in order to um, really embrace other people, you're, you have to have your heart open. And, you know, without um, loving yourself, you can't love anybody else. Yeah. And um, so he was listening to that. He's like, I totally believe that I've got it. You know, this reminded me, I wasn't loving myself well today, but I'm so happy that you're my mom because you, know, you have these messages going and you make sure that we know this all the time, you know? Yes, it is. And, and it's, these are the other things that help me, you know, when you're saying like, when, yeah, like when I have my meltdowns, my kids will sometimes say, mom doing a great job just sit down and you need to take three deep breaths right because this is what i do <laughs> yeah, so they they're playing it back at you yes. that you're a brilliant teacher yeah i think it's really amazing the fact that and that's why i say you're naturally very feminine and maternal and gentle and it just shows you can achieve powerful results and still be like you have, and you, you are, um, just by being yourself and embracing your femininity. You don't have to be this big, scary ass, you know, um, <laughs> you don't woman, have to, you know, know. Commando, <laughs> commando to actually, um, I hope I said it the right way. Um, do you, <laughs> I think you get my drift anyway. <laughs> to actually come across as, 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 to be powerful, to get, um, you know um great results from your clients from your business absolutely yeah you can just be you in all your true confidence and shine yeah mm. that is true confidence and that's the fact that you you know like you said um you know your, your kids i mean you're living testimony to your kids that you live and breathe what you're teaching what you're training your clients in yes so 
It could just go on and on. <laughs> so much, really. See, now I, I hope that I get this speaking engagement in, in June because I, I now I have to come over there and squeeze you. <laughs> <laughs> I, ho I hope there's less of me to squeeze when you come over. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I posted messages saying, I have two stones to lose. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, well, we can talk about that off, off uh, air. Uh, yeah, because I was, I just did, uh, I think my last two YouTubes were about that. Where, when the seasons change, it, it's okay. It's, it's normal. It will come off. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> right, well, I hope there's less of me to squeeze when you come over. <laughs> no sweat. It'll be gone just like that. <laughs> Isn't the seasonal thing? Because you know, when it's winter, we um, go into hibernation mode, don't we? And so yeah. we just reach out for, you know, winter warm, comforting foods. Um, and then the summer, it's like, right, the 